Hello and welcome to the First Day in Football Show. I am your host, Tobias Brown. Folks, we've got our first draft prospect of the year. We did them a lot last year. We're doing them a lot this year. I'm joined today by starting left guard for Old Dominion University, Tyron Hunt. Tyron, how are we doing today, man? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, glad to, to be on the show. It's, it's all love, honestly. I'm super excited to have you on. I don't know if you know this, but you are the tallest human we've had on this show so far. <laughs> hey man it's, it's an honor hopefully i'm not the not the last one <laughs> i mean you might be the last six seven guard that i ever i mean i don't <laughs> I, I was telling you before we started that when i saw your measurables i'm like ah left tackle and then when i saw left guard i was like that's scary <laughs> so i want to get into it man because you've got quite the story you were born and raised in virginia correct yep yep boykins virginia so um, Coming out, three-star, you had offers from Virginia and Virginia Tech? Yes, I did, both. Yep. So, um, choose Maryland. Why Why not Why not stay home? So, it's funny. Um, Tech was one of the very first schools to offer me. Um, this was obviously still during, like, the last few years of, of Beamer Ball. Um, and, you know, the recruiting, my recruiting coach at the time was the tight ends coach, uh, Brian Steinspring, who was later on my offensive line coach at Maryland. But, um, you know, I, I just vividly remember being on the phone with him, uh, you know, and this was like early in my recruiting process, like early senior year. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they were telling me, you know, we want to get you down here for um, an official visit. And, and I'm like, you know, coach, I don't know if I'm going to be there. He's like, well, you know, why the heck wouldn't you be there? I'm like, I mean, coach, you know, UVA is about to offer me. And, and they're like, well, we're about to offer you. <laughs> and I, I swear, literally after that, like my recruitment process um, skyrocketed, you know, I started getting uh, offers from schools, you know, two, a, two to three a day. It, it was honestly a, a great process to be a part of. Um, but I think overall, um, when it, when it came down to it, academics played a big role in my decision. Um, and just kind of like, you know, the, the, the direction of the program. Um, and just at the time, Maryland really seemed like the, the right fit for me. Uh, Virginia Tech had a big coaching change, but it was, you know, everybody loves tech, man. You know what I mean? Even UVA, I had a, a great official visit there. Um, you know, I, I met one of, uh, like, like I made a, a really good friend, um, Eric Smith, he plays in the league now. Um, you know, he was my official, uh, host there and we've been in contact ever since, like, you know, I reached out to him asking him for, you know, advice on, you know, just different technique things and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just Virginia schools in general, you know, you being, being a Virginia guy, you're going to always have that love for those Virginia schools. You grow up watching them, you know how that go. Um, but I, and then at the end of the day, I think Maryland was just my, my, my go-to really. You know, when you get to Maryland and what was that, you step foot on campus, you go from, you know, being the three-star kind of like, Hey, I'm getting these offers two, three times a day to now everybody's a three-star, everybody's a four-star. What was that adjustment process like to get in there and really start scrapping it up at practice? I mean, it, it took it took a while, like, you know, 
it, you go, you hear a lot of the stories about, you know, being a, a big fish in a little pond and then, you know, going into being a little fish in a big pond. It was that realization for me um, and that adjustment that took, um, you know, humility and, you know, like, like being humble, like being able to be a sponge and learn. Um, it was definitely easier said than done, but um, I, I think like, you know, I, I learned some of the best, you know, even off the field, like some of the best, like, life advice, you know, life things, um, just having to go through that process. And, you know, every every freshman has that that humbling moment where you're like, whoa, <laughs> I, you know, I was the dude where I was at, but it is some dudes out here. Like, you know, I've been uh, fortunate enough to play alongside some freak athletes, man, and um, witnessing uh, freak athletes play, um, you know, watching Saquon Barkley live, um, you know, like different guys like that, bro, it's, it's crazy, like, um, and definitely a experience that I, I don't take for granted. And I'm definitely fortunate enough to be a part of, but it was definitely a, a long journey. I'll say that much. What was your, you know, you saw limited game action the first couple of years, but there's one game in particular where, I mean, you talk about being a reserve lineman thrown in a role, you go up against the Buckeyes and, you know, yeah. we're right outside of Columbus, Ohio. So I'm a, I'm a Buckeye fan through and through. And back when you went up against us, we had some dogs on that D line. So yeah, was sure. there a moment when you were like, holy cow, this is, I, I'm doing this. I can do this. What was that <laughs> moment like for you? Uh, I mean, so it was, so the year before my redshirt freshman year, I got in and I went in for, it was before halftime. I went in for two plays. It was, we had, we had the ball. We were just going to kneel it out because we were getting the ball back at half, I believe. And, um, you know, I line up and I'm like, okay, like I hear the play, I hear everything. I'm like, I'm really in the game. And I look up and it's Chase Young standing right there. And I'm like, oh, oh man. Like, like all of it hit me at the same time. Fortunately, like I, I even ended up blocking him. The play went away. He kind of like, you know, like pursued to the ball, but just like the like realization of that moment, it was just like, wow, like I'm really in here. You know what I mean? Like this is, this is real. So. That that whole deal was was, you know, like one of the more like moments where you just kind of take everything in. Um, but yeah, that that was that was a crazy game. The, even the following year, he didn't play. But, um, you know, going against teams like Ohio State and, you know, Michigan and stuff like that kind of like makes you um, embrace everything that's going on around you. Being in places like that, especially Ohio State's uh, stadium, that is that's, that's a, you know what I mean? That's, that's a powerhouse stadium. So, you know, and you talked about life lessons you learned at Maryland, you know, you, you lost a brother while you were there. You lost a very close friend and close teammate in Jordan McNair. And, you know, you've been open about the lessons that you learned through his passing and, you know, how you really reevaluated football and, you know, had to decide, is this what I love? And can you just talk about what he meant to you and also, you know, what his passing has, you know, taught you and how it's helped you grow as not only a player, but a person. Man, Jordan. So when I first met Jordan, Jordan is this humongous kid. Like he's so large, like he's like crazy tall and like just a unit. And like, he was so, you know, well-spoken and like down to earth. It was insane. So we instantly clicked. We had a lot of classes together. We were the same major. 
Um, and, you know, like naturally, like I begin to look up to Jordan, like, you know, I would watch him do these freakishly crazy plays in practice. Like the, the way he would pull, you know, like if you play in guard, like you got to be able to pull the way he would pull and kick out that gap. It was like nobody I ever seen. And, you know, I just remember long nights during camp, like us, like staying up the nights before scrimmages, like just going through plays, like talking through plays, um, you know, walking through in the dorms. Like he was definitely somebody that like, you know, I, I looked up to and like, you know, tried to compete with in a way. So Jordan was such a, a, a unique player, like in the sense of who he was and how he carried himself around. Um, and, uh, you know, with him passing, uh, you know, it, it made me really have to, like, gather my thoughts in terms of, like, just my love for the game. Like, you know, it, I, I just remember when he first passed, it took me a couple weeks to digest not only him being gone, but, you know, is this for me? Like, is this what I want to do? Like, Jordan loved football, you know what I mean? So tr taking that, I think the biggest lesson, I learned out of that, you know, and finding my love for the game again was, um, you know, you know, everything in life happens for a reason, but using Jordan's death um, as a reason to play, you know what I mean? Playing for him. And, you know, uh, another thing is like, you know, life is going to always happen. And it's, you know, it's, it's about how you adapt and how you respond to it. Um, and, you know, even to this day, like, I'm, you know, like, I try and think, like, you know, would, would Jordan want me to, you know what I mean, do this, like, if Jordan had one more play, would he give it his all? So, you know, just selling out and, you know, playing for him is one of the main components of me actually finding my love in the sport again. You know, when Maryland underwent a culture shift shortly after his passing, and they brought in a guy that I have a lot of respect for, Michael Oxley, and a guy who – uh Nearly upset my Buckeyes just a couple weekends ago. So, uh, I, I, Mike and I were not going to be friends if that score would not have changed. But I got to ask you about Mike Loxley because, I mean, the guy just – it does not matter who he's going up against, who he has, the guy gets it done. What was it like playing for a coach like him? I, I'll, say, I'll say this. Like, honestly, um, him and, uh, like, the staff – that he has, they they don't back down from nothing. Like you, you see a lot of programs who take the aspect of like you know this being you know a, a top notch school, you know an AP poll top twenty five school, and like you know like look at it as we're the underdogs and stuff like that. But he uh, does a great job in um, you know keeping the guys in the mentality of like you know we got to control what we control. You know what I'm saying? Focus on what we can and. Uh, you see that in a lot of their games, especially this season, like just, you know, playing for one another and actually like going out there, like, you know, we're the competitors. Um, I, I think that that uh, says a lot about um, the competitive nature at University of Maryland, something that I saw when I was there um, and also something that, you know, I, I've adapted to and, and carried on, you know, with, with me coming uh, to, to my new school and everything like that. So he's definitely, definitely a fierce competitor. I'll give, you, give him that for sure. Last question on Maryland, because, you know, I, I got a lot of flack for this. I said on the episode a couple weeks ago that Talia Tugvaloa could start at almost any school in the country. And everybody <laughs> yeah. was like, man, what are you talking about? He's just Tua's brother. 
Will you yeah. please defend me? Can you help me out he, on this? Talia is a uh, one of the freak athletes I've seen. The way um, you know he can make a play out of out of no play um, is 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 insane. Like it, it's it's amazing. I really think um, he's one of the like top like like stellar athletes. Like I, I've seen him in practice and in games, um, and he's a, a, a fierce competitor as well. Like he's <laughs> he he's a dog for sure. So. That's that's very that's very true. I, I agree with you to say the most. I'm glad somebody agrees with me because man, you would not believe how many people told me I was stupid. Well, I mean, I'm used to it by now because I mean my takes are I guess controversial, but hey, you know, I do have to say though, if folks haven't caught on by now, you didn't finish your career at Maryland. You end yes. up grad transferring to Old Dominion, a school that's had a lot of success. So talk about what went into the decision to go ahead. Finish the degree uh, in Maryland, but look to play somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think so. You know, when I first left Maryland, I think you know I was one of the more fortunate guys in the transfer portal to leave your school on like you know good terms. Um, you know, it was just me wanting. Uh, a clean slate, fresh start, and you know, ultimately a a, a better opportunity to play and all of those things. I think uh, the biggest uh, thing that weighed into my decision was my family. This go around, um, Maryland was about three and a half hours from where my parents live. Um, so with me coming back into this, um, you know, I wanted to make the right decision in terms of. Uh, you know, the rest of my playing career, um, obviously my, my grad school and, and education, uh, continuing that education. Uh, but but really, uh, when it came down to it, um, you know, ODU is right here by home. Um, and, you know, just all of the elements playing into it. Coach Ronnie um, and his staff, just, uh, you know, a group of geniuses. And I really... I really believed, you know, I really started to believe that um, some of the things that he was, you know, telling me about, you know, the program and would it trend in the right way. And, you know, obviously, you know, you saw a lot of sparks and um, just some of the guys on our team, you know, coming in. It, it was just what what seemed to be the right, right move. You know, sure. and you, I mean, really took the next step as a player, you know. Uh, a program I like to use a lot is a company called Pro Football Focus. And for folks who don't know, they rate, you know, not only NFL players, but also collegiate players. And yeah. there's 546 guards in college mm. football who are ranked, wow. who can be ranked as far as statistically. Right. I don't know if you knew this, but out of 546 guards, you're in the top 50 for run blocking grade in the entire country. So wow. you, you are – in the 91 percentile for run blocking in the country. And that taught that speaks to, you know, not only that size, that six, seven, 313 pound frame, but just, I think, you know, coaching and everything. Can you talk about how much ODU helped you grow as a player this past season? I mean, like, and, and that's, that's one of like, you know, and that's just me going back to speaking on coach Ronnie and, and the coaching staff, um, you know, they, they really took the, you know, the investment and, uh, 
you know, getting me here. And like I said, like giving me the opportunity to really play ball and let me do my thing. Um, and, and, you know, for that, like this program, uh, this school, these coaches, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm forever indebted because uh, without them, like, I don't think that I would have the same passion and love for football as I did, you know, once before. Uh, so with that, like me coming here, uh, development and technique was something that, you know, I struggled with in my game. You know, obviously I'm pretty, you know, pretty strong, pretty, you know, big athletic and all those things. But I think the development aspect was my biggest, one of my biggest components in terms of taking the next step to my game. But, you know, um, Coach Ronnie and his staff, you know, down to the athletic trainers here, you know, helping me get through Um Coach Reiner, uh, Kevin Reiner, he's uh, one of one of the elite offensive line coaches um, and helping me to de develop my game. Uh, but really, I, I think like, you know, all credit really goes to them um, in, in really believing in me and helping me take that that next step into, uh, you know, simple things as run blocking and, and, you know, technique wise. But definitely, definitely uh, was a was a process and, and a jump for me. Uh, you know, putting in that extra time in the offseason, getting in those extra sets, those, um, you know, extra times on the sled and in the bags, like just trying to put in that extra work. So it de it definitely is a refreshing feeling to see that correlate into your game, that, that extra time you put in. Um, and I think a lot of athletes uh, overlook that aspect of that extra work, you know, um, just doing one more set, not ending on a uh, on a bad note. Um, I think that that is a crucial aspect in growth as a as an athlete and a person, really. You know, when you obviously have taken that next step, uh, for folks who don't know, you're going to be declaring for the NFL draft here soon. You know, you haven't officially announced it, but maybe we'll we'll break the news here on the show. You're going to be yeah. entering the NFL draft, and uh, I, I think it's going to be safe to say that a lot of teams are going to be interested off size alone. But like we talked a little bit about, you know, the game speaks for itself too. It's not just size. I mean, like I said, top 50 in the entire country in run blocking grade, you're one of few offensive linemen who had a 70 plus run blocking and pass blocking grade. So truly, you know, there's truly not, you know, where it's like, Oh, you're a great run blocker, but the pass blocking could, you can do it all. Can you speak a little bit to, you know, the versatility you bring to be able to not only be a mauler in the run game, but also be an anchor for the interior of a D, you know, O-line in pass protection. I think, I mean, you know, and you being, you know, offensive lineman, you know, we take pride in, you know, protecting our pocket, um, you know, opening up those gaps for running backs um, and being a part of such an explosive offense. Like it's my job to, you know, do everything I can to, you know, get that little bit, like that last inch to open up the gap for it, just, you know, spit for 15 plus yards. And the same thing, giving that quarterback, you know, just a couple more seconds to make that shot down the field. Um, I think the, the you know, the, the incentive of those big plays is what really makes me, you know, try and really sell out um, each play with, you know, the scheme. It's, it's really set up, you know, for players like me to succeed and uh, thrive, really just show some of the strengths in our game. Um, so, you know, just 
like, like you know, I, I hate to be the dead horse, but, you know, thanks to the coaches and, you know, my, my teammates really just thankful for, for those guys really selling out too, because um, you and I both know uh, when, when you're running back and your quarterback shines, you know, that's, that's, that's an O-line stat too right there. You know, and you brought up the teammates. So I got to ask you, because you played with a lot of really good players. In your opinion, can you – I know it's nearly impossible to pick one, so maybe pick a couple. But okay. may, maybe some names that people don't know about. Obviously, you've played with some big names, and we've highlighted yeah. those. But you've also yeah. played with a lot of guys who are going to have their name heard at some point. Can you give us yeah. a little inside, you know, info on some guys we need to have our eyes out for? Okay. So, um, right now, what I'll say is some guys that you need to have an eye out for – um, first and foremost, uh, Nick Saldivari. He was our starting right tackle, Reese's Bowl guy. Um, and I, I and I love that he's now just now getting the shine and, and recognition that he deserves. But since I've gotten here, like he was like one of the guys that just have it. Like I've seen him set, like you know, cold turkey, no warm up, like just effortlessly. Um, and, and the way he, you know, the way he works is just only but, you know, uh, speaks volumes of, of his game. So he's definitely one of the guys that you're going to watch out for uh, coming up soon. Um, Ali Jennings is another guy um, who's just a, 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 a dog. Like, you know, if if I have to double down on the bet for him going up in the air with anybody, you know, I'm willing to do that because he's, he's just going to go get it. Um, Zach Koontz is another guy. Um, a couple of guys, uh, Marcus Miner. He's a number 55 left guard for Pittsburgh. Um, you'll be hearing his name um, a lot soon here. Um, it's just I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be around a lot of guys being in group of five. Like you you see and you, you cross paths with a lot of guys who, uh, you know, may get overlooked because we're group of five. But, you know, they had that same tenacity as a P5 guy. Um, and uh, it, it's just it, it's just rewarding to see some of those guys and, you know, uh, actually playing in the league now and doing their thing. Stone Smart is another guy who was here Old Dominion. And he has an incredible story, incredible background. Um, and to see him, you know, take his first snaps and his first receiving yards with the Chargers, um, you know, in these past couple games, it's just like motivating for me. And, you know, I hope for everybody around here, you know what I'm saying, that you know, that, that it's possible that you can do it. Um, and I soon look to be one of those guys where people like, you know, if he, if he did that, if he's doing it, then I can do it too. And I'm just like, that's, that's really what I'm going for. If I, I feel like if I was doing this just for myself, you know, I beat him, proved everything that I needed to, you know what I mean? I have a degree, you know, I've played uh, division one football, uh, but, but, you know, being able to take that next step and keep going, uh, as for, you know, the people around me who can't do it and the people who want to do it. You know, and you talked about that degree. You're, at, you're, you're getting ready to finish up a second one. You know, a lot of people don't understand that being a collegiate athlete, you still have to go to school. You're still in the classes. You're still grinding. Can you talk about how you're able to balance football and the classroom and be so successful? Well, Tobias, I wish I could tell you that it's it's easy, you know, just, you know, wake up and, and get it out of the way. Some days are easier than others, but overall, it's a grind as anything else. Um, I think being an athlete uh, and having that competitive spirit and just that 
that uh you know that that blue collar mentality um is just something that helps in the classroom i feel like a lot of students student athletes don't correlate the two you know you sell out and practice you know you take notes and everything and, and practice and meetings and stuff and then you know in the classroom you're not necessarily like having that same focus or intent but you know if you attack you know the classroom and, and school as as you would you know football and and your job then i mean the the results are endless it took me a while to figure that out to be honest um even you know getting my degree, being unfortunate enough to get my undergrad degree, it took me a while to actually tack on that mentality. But I mean, you know, it's a grind like anything else. So I got to ask you, because like we said, you're declaring for the draft. This is a nice O-line class. I mean, there's some guys, you know, my Buckeyes got a couple in Paris Johnson Jr. That, I mean, there's going to be some guys in this class, but you bring a lot to the table that other guys can't bring. So talk about what you bring to any team that takes a shot on you, what what separates you from some of the other guys in this class? I think first and foremost, uh, my ability to adapt. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be around uh, many different offensive schemes and systems, uh, coaches, um, just different, just, just constantly. There's never been any two years uh, where I've been, you know, doing the same thing. Uh, and I, and I, I say that to, you know, credit, you know, being able to adapt, being able to be flexible. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to play, uh, every position on the offensive line with the exception of center. Um, and, you know, having different coaches to teach different styles and adjusting to those styles, I think is a, a strong suit that I have in my bag, you know, being able to, um, you know, transition to, any given spot at any given time, um, as well as, you know, just my overall grit. Um, you know, I'm just a get it done by any means necessary kind of guy. Um, and, and I think, you know, a lot of teams need that. A lot of teams are looking for that. Um, and that's just kind of how I, I look at it. Um, and that's kind of my, my selling point in terms of, you know, what I want the teams to see especially, you know, for my game and, and just how I go about attacking everything, just getting it done. You know, and you talked about playing guard positions, playing the tackle positions. You know, a lot of guys don't understand at the next level, you may have been a guard your whole life, but if a team sees you as a tackle, they're going to play you at tackle. Right. Do you relish the opportunity to be able to go out there and show them, hey, I can be a left tackle, I can be your left guard, or do you – want to stay at one position how do you feel about position versatility and you know how it impacts your draft stock um honestly I, I think that you know I, I believe that getting in there is my, my my main focus honestly like I'm willing to play whatever position they ask you know what I mean um and you know I, I think that I've had the proper training and proper development to uh, get in there and, and learn like I'm, I'm just I've always been a sponge and you know if it's something that I don't know how to do um, you know I'm, I'm gonna learn how to do it and quick uh, you know my my adjustment to whatever it takes is uh, definitely I feel like uh, stronger than a lot of people that I know um, and that's just something that I'm willing to do I'm willing to play wherever left tackle right tackle guard 
anywhere. What's next for you? Obviously, we have these all-star bowls coming up. Um, are you looking to be a part of any of them? I, obviously, there's going to be a lot of, you know, private combine workouts. But what's next step for you as you prepare for the draft? Yeah, so um, I've actually been, um, you know, in talks with a couple of different uh, senior bowls um, and different showcases that I can go and, you know, uh, showcase my talent to scouts, I think, exposure. Um, not only for me, but a lot of guys uh, is is a crucial part of this process, especially uh, leading up to pro day, um, you know, having scouts see you, uh, you know, shaking hands with uh, actual coaches. It's going to be a crucial part in this process. So that's kind of where I am, uh, you know, trying to do the best in terms of exposure and, and crossing paths with a lot of these uh, uh, front offices. But that's, that's kind of where I am now with it, um, just – preparing up to that point so we ask this question to a lot of guys i don't get to ask it to offensive linemen very often though so i gotta ask you if you could rank these three things from you know one being most important three being least important where are you okay. going with film weight room in the practice field where would you rank those one to three hmm. okay 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 let me let me see um so I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with film number one. Um, the the development as a football player um, really starts in the film room, um, and I think that was one of my biggest things I had to learn for myself. Um, I've always been a plenty plenty strong guy, but like you know learning. Uh, technique and, you know, seeing myself, you know, get it wrong and mess it up. Uh, and even seeing other guys get it wrong and mess it up or do, you know, how it's supposed to look. I think that's that's one of the biggest components of football um, and, and development that, that means a lot. So I would say film first. Um, and then I'm going to go with, and, and it, it really pains me to say this, but I'm going to go, I'm going to go with practice field. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the field. Uh, second, um, and I'm and don't get me wrong, I I really love the weight room. I'm a big weight room guy, um, but I would say uh, I'm also another guy that like has to, you know, I I need to walk through it. I need to, you know, what I'm saying get it done on the field, um, and, and having that repetition in order to really catch on to it. Um, but I would say like you can really use um, the 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 field and, and weight room interchangeably. I think. Um, development is a crazy thing. It's so crazy how, you know, just a short time of consistency can really help you develop. When I first got to Maryland, I was 259 pounds. Um, and I got there uh, spring 2017. Um, that, following, that following spring, I was 315 pounds and 17% body fat. And it was just crazy. The, the transition people are asking me like what did you do like what I'm like I'm just eating consistently I'm in the weight room like you know like getting extra work like you know what I mean just 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 having a consistent program so I think that weight room development is definitely interchangeable with the field but um if you know for for the sake of the list I would I would definitely put the the repetition part of, of practice over over the weight room you know we ask everybody we have on the show this question and it's you know we like to give back to the high school kids. So if you could give advice to a high school football player, 
about, you know, whether it be the recruiting process or, you know, let's say you're talking to a high school offensive lineman, what would you tell them about not only enjoying high school ball and understanding you don't get it back once it's over, but also just about like, you know, making the most of your opportunities, never giving up and just being grateful for what you do have. Yeah. So first thing I will say is, like you said, not taking it for granted, really soaking in every moment, you know, that Friday night atmosphere, um, you know, every, every rep, every practice, not taking that for granted because even now that my college playing career is done, every time I talk to my high school teammates, like we're reminiscing and those are moments that are live on forever. I'll tell my kids about it. So these are, these are the times that you want to embrace, even college students embracing, you know, every, every experience that you get good, bad, and ugly, because these are the moments that are live on forever in your head and, you know, things that made you who you are. So that's, that's one aspect of it. Another thing um, is academics. Um, you know, a lot of students, I've seen a lot of guys who have high talent, you know, like really talented guys um, get put in really bad situations because of their grades. Um, so, so academics is a, a major crucial part of it. Um, and I would say, uh, my last point would be, um, networking, um, using your network, using these coaches, um, you know, it, it plays a role in like, you know, shaking hands with everybody, being nice to everybody. Cause you never know who you need, uh, later down the road. I think I, you know, I, I wouldn't be where I am today without some of the connections that I've made over the course of my career. Um, so don't ever take any um, networking opportunity for granted um, because that, that, that one handshake, that one uh, text message or, you know, that, that reach out can be all the difference in your success. So definitely take advantage of all opportunities that you can uh, to, you know, just be genuine. You know, and Tyron, I want to end the episode with this. If a team gives you the call on draft night, if they bring you in, they take the shot on you, what are they getting from you, not only as a person, but also as a player? Um, they're, they're getting somebody who's going to get the job done. Um, they won't ever have to question, um, you know, my want to. Uh, they won't ever have to question, um, you know, where I stand or, you know, you know, my effort, anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm like, always get it done. Um, I like to pride myself in having those leadership qualities, um, being a guy that's going to bring the energy, bring the love. Um, so you're really getting a well-rounded um, player on the field, but as well as off the field too. Tyron, I've had an absolute blast having you on, man. Best of luck with the draft season. I can't wait to see where you land. I can't wait to have you back on to update the people on what's going on in your football journey, man. Yes, sir. I, hey, I appreciate you. Uh, it's been love. And, you know, like I, like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan. So this is like really, really, you know, a one-on-one moment that I, that I appreciate for sure. Man, it's been an absolute blast. I can't wait to do it again. But, folks, that's all we got for you guys this time. Like I always tell you guys, rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good one.